Recording started. So I'll start out, if that's okay with y'all. God, we're coming together here right now as believers in you and followers of you and your children. We're asking you to to do your will and please, Lord, be with this this girl that's in pain and be with the parents and be with the family. Lord, comfort them and give them strength to go on through this horrible situation, Lord. As a group, we take them and we pick them up and we hold them up and say, Lord, you created the universe, you can fix this, or you can you can turn it into a situation where you, you are glorified. That's our prayer tonight, Lord. Heavenly Father, you've heard the prayer. Father, we're two or more gathered in your name. You're there in our midst. So we thank you for that. We thank you for this wonderful blessing that we can rest assured and encouraged in that. Father, we put the Friedrich daughter before you. Hey, Father, she's one of yours. And Father, we ask for your abundant care, your abundant guidance all around her, stationed physicians around her that can help to get her vital condition stabilized or whatever is the result of this accident. Father, you know we love you. We know that we trust in you. We know you know that we live for you. We want to be obedient to your will. We try to teach our children the same. And Father, we want none of yours to be harmed by those that do not love you, do not revere you. And Father, we know that your leaders, the people of this land, have so distorted and brought so much destruction in your people's lives because they do not teach your will and your way. And therefore, people consume alcohol get behind wheels of cars because the evil deeds of others do not go punished and so therefore the sin continues. Father, you know everything that she needs, you know everything that the, the family needs now is for to be able to lift her up and to lift your name up and glorify your name for all that you are about to do and are doing currently for her. Father, we know that you are the father of miracles. We trust in those miracles. We count on them. We are asking and pleading that your Holy Spirit descend in that hospital, find those within that hospital that are capable and who love and live for you. And let none of the others come near to bring any damage or additional harm. Thank you Amen. for answer to these prayers, knowing the needs in advance, and seeing right now in the heavens all 
of these things being performed for your glory and for your name's sake. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we'll be done. Amen. Amen. The last report that we got was that she was on support system, I guess, and the brain was swelling. And she's, of course, she's in a coma. So, so that could happen to anybody. And we're commanded to love our brothers, and I, I think they're our yeah. brothers. We just we always uh, have. We've always loved them mm-hmm. as brothers. And there's never been any dispute to that in my mind. Never been any dispute to that. Just you have to something that's plaguing our uh, our entire country. Mm-hmm. And one of the many things. Yeah. So. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. We absolutely uh, worship, indeed, the same God. Uh That cannot be said for everybody. No. No, it can't. And so, and so we, we petition God to act on our behalf, don't we? For one reason and one reason only, so that he would be lifted up and given glory. That's what I want. I want him glorified. Because he's worthy. We've shot him the thing. We've We've yeah. shot him the finger so much throughout history. And you know, if we our hearts break, just imagine how his is broken. Absolutely. What we've tried to convey and convey and convey, the reason that the law is so important, and there has been disputes and still remains disputes amongst the Christians today. Uh about the law and we're Uh trying to convey we don't adhere to the law for the purposes of our salvation we adhere to the law because we honor the father and that is our way of showing him that we accept his will and accept his way and not putting people who get behind a two-ton killing machine uh-huh. And intoxicate themselves, uh, fully intoxicating themselves prior to doing it, and not understanding the ramifications or having full understanding of the consequences of the ramifications of a decision to do such a thing, is the reason why we have her laying in dire straits, needing to call upon God. for his divine intervention and divine healing because we will not 
impose the penalty required by the law. Now, people will often say to me, you know, Doug, what are you saying? You know, there'd be a lot of people dead, you know, and maybe even somebody you know. That is true. But it's also equally true that that may not be the case. Because had we stayed the course that we were on in the 1600s, here for the purposes of advancing the Christian faith, advancing the Christian principles in and on the land that he gave us, this North American continent, we would stand in a lot better position today to be following those laws, which would have said, if you're going to get behind a two-ton killing machine and inebriate yourself, whether it's by uh, 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 marijuana, alcohol, cocaine, or any other substance. Shoot, there's people driving today that are under the influence of pharmacia and are killing people in these two-ton killing machines. And there's no consequence, there's no, because what has the world done? The world has created insurance companies. And the insurance company pays for it. So the entire society pays for the ill, ill will, and medical, and so forth. Father, we pray that as she comes through all of this, she is able to live and fulfill a life that you have planned for her. Amen. Nobody able to take away that which you had planned for her. That's right. You know, Father, once again, I don't know what you're doing in my in my life, but I consider tonight's message a third witness. Once again, of what you've laid on my heart, bring out in this fellowship. Amen. The first witness, Russell, was your text and the contents of it. The link. Then I received from one of our trucking friends, our former trucking friend, uh-huh. who can't make a living when you can't ship anything. Uh-huh. And now this third witness here tonight regarding this medical establishment. And I just find it you know, I said to a young man that started the ministry here lately, I said, you know, I really don't think God is interested in us souling to great masses of people. Um, I, I'm, 
I, I know this is the age of likes and the age of the popularity contest of, uh, you know, how many views and how many likes and how many friends you have. And I'll tell you something. I'm I am convinced biblically that the group that goes through the wide gate are not the same as those who go through the narrow gate. I know that's not any revelation, but I'm serious about this because <clears throat> we have got people out here who are do not understand and do not see what's happening already in the alternative media. I don't care, care whether it's OAN, uh, America, Real American News, uh, the other one that was out there before them. It's plain for me to see, and it ought to be plain for anybody else to see, that while they're talking the good shtick, just look at what's behind them. I mean, the one's got a rabbi coming on there to pray, and we have chronicled the rabbis who despise Jesus Christ, Jesus, the Christ. Let me make sure I correct my own self with this. that reject and despise, refuse to renounce their Judaism in order to bury themselves in the baptism baptism with Christ Jesus. And yet they are behind every single thing that plagues our nation and our people the world over. Some would want to smear me and slander me and say, well, that's just racist. We all worship the same God. You're just an anti-Semite. No, brother, sister, I am a Shemite. And it's about time you recognize who you are and about time you start claiming the mantle of whom you are. And especially if you claim to be a son or a child of Christ, that you stop cozying up and rubbing shoulders with those who are antichrist. That's right. The medical industry has been guided and controlled by the AMA, the American Medical Association, a private trade association. And this association, like other trade associations, such as the American Bar Association, gradually build power by wielding a near autonomous goal of controlling the entire profession. When accomplished, it is most evident how an entire profession walks lock step in the direction the association steers it. 
Yep. That's exactly what we have the world over here. Mm-hmm. These associations are involved with assuming control over all or nearly all education, mm-hmm. certifications, or other accreditation of those working in the given profession. And so I thought to title this one, Trade Associations, Catalyst of Control. And I'm going to send this out on the email link. And it's my prayer that people will start sending this to their health practitioners. Not because it's going to be anything real great and spectacular, because I don't know that it is or is not yet. But I know that what it's going to contain ought to be able to wake up the medical profession. And I know that there are dozens and dozens in the medical profession who are awake. But one thing I am not hearing just as I'm not hearing from all the alternative news media, what are we going to do about tearing down all of these dozens and dozens of similar associations that are being used and manipulated, not just to control people, but to literally literally wield systematic godlike status and godlike powers over humanity. <clears throat> dozens and so, dozens of books and hundreds and hundreds of articles have been written which chronicle this manifestation and most without truly recognizing that what they are writing and most often for whom is that evidence. These multifaceted foundations, mostly nonprofit, layered associations and organizations operate to covertly achieve monopolistic control of the key professions and industries of an economic society. Intimidation, bullying, and defamation are key tools to keep industry professionals walking the tightrope of the association dogma and creed. I want to read from Eustace Mullins, his prolific, prolific author, Eustace Mullins, in his book titled, How Appropriately a Title Could He Have Given That Book? Murder 
by injection. For anybody that listens to this audio, if you do not have that book, I didn't look yet to see where it could be found. <clears throat> yes. And I can certainly try to catch a couple links to see where that book can be found. And I pray that this was within Eustace's will because he's entitled to his intellectual property and entitled to be compensated his intellectual property, and that is this book. I do know that it is available on the air, on the internet. And if that was his will, as so many others have done, in putting their information out there <clears throat> upon their demise, some of them continue to print books, but they still put it out there so that it's freely available because they want people to have it. Certainly, a good Christian recognizes the labor is worthy of his hire, and that's that intellectual property that you want to pay for, for the person who did the work. But this is what he wrote. Quote, The trail of these manipulators led me straight to the same layers, L-A-I-R-S, of the international conspirators whom I had exposed in previous books. Continuing, this conspiracy has resulted in a documented decline in the health of our citizens. I was able to document the shocking record of these cold-blooded tycoons who not only plan and carry out famines, economic depressions, revolutions and wars, but who also find their greatest profits in their manipulation of our medical care. The cynicism and malice of these conspirators is something beyond the imaginations of most Americans. They use these same organizations as key groups to bolster their medical monopoly. As in other aspects of their, quote, behavioral control, end quote, over the American people, their most constantly used weapon against us is their employment of federal agents and federal agencies to carry out their intrigues. The proof of this operation may be the most disturbing revelation of my work. End quote. Eustace Mullins, Murder by Injection, February 22, 1988. Is that not prophetic, man? Mm-hmm. Makes me want to go find it and read it again. Well, I'll tell you, I remembered some key things as I was being apparently led by the Spirit 
because I don't know how else to put it. Yes. I had given my it, copy out. I had yeah. given my copy out and and could not find it. And I knew I had given it out. It was in the hands of one of two or three people. And I could not find it and could not find it. And um, I have two copies, by the way, and I couldn't find either one of them. And But this was one of the key things that I remembered in that book. You know, there are certain things that you remember when you read a book or you read something. For some reason, there's just something that sticks in your head. And I'll tell you, this foreword in his book stuck in my head because I needed to quote it tonight. Mm-hmm. Because of its profound relevance to today. And as I think of all these medical professionals who are being maligned and so forth, uh, blacklisted and shadow banned and, you know, for, for offering, for offering helpful medical information to save lives. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a young Israelite woman Clinging to life. And what she's got around her is all of these people who have been steeped in allopathy, medicine, know nothing more about healing the body with its with its designed mechanisms and cellular structures. And yes, this this girl is likely indeed broken up and there are some things of the allopathic medicine that are going to be necessary. As scripture says, he may indeed need a physician. And that's why we prayed for God to intervene and provide the physician that understands God loves him, worships him, reveres him, and yet works under the conditions of an association and an organization like the AMA and all of the other alphabet organizations and associations that are just continued appendages by these designs of these wicked and evil people whose primary motivation in all things is how to profit and exude control over the masses without any care or consideration. Amen about the God of creation and his design and intention in this creation. He's a if you were to take a, 
Go ahead, Russell. I'm sorry. And then, Rich, I know I you had. He is completely left out. I don't think he's in the Hippocratic Oath, do you? No. no. I don't think you sign any papers where you say, we trust in God to, to help heal people. I don't think any of that exists. I may be wrong, but wouldn't that be a start, a launching pad, a starting place for your medical career to acknowledge no, that's who, a, who made creation? Exactly. And, you know, it, it brings to mind, I believe Eustace has got it in his book, Murder by Injection. I believe it was a um, a, um, a doctor in the 1600s, early to mid-1600s, um, I want to say Cotton Mather, but I may have it correct in my mind, incorrect in my mind. Um, I believe he was one of the founders, perhaps, of Yale University. Um, you know, that slips my memory today as well. Um, but all of the major universities that were founded during the colonial, uh, I don't even want to use the colonial period. I would use the, the period of the 1600s, late uh, early 1600s, because so many people refer to colonial period as, as the period of the 1700s uh, as opposed to the 1600s. So I want to clarify the timing. And um, I, I believe I remember a paragraph of something that he had stated to each of his students at Yale College at the time about the necessity for them to understand what they hold in their hands as a creation of God. I mean, some words to that effect. And, and so you had Christians who started colleges for the advancement of the Christian faith and for the advancement of, of uh, God's will in the creation to love thy neighbor as thyself and truly endeavor in all of your being and fiber to do something that would bless and benefit your neighbor while blessing and honoring the creator. And so that was an interesting thing that you mentioned about the, the oath because I do believe that uh, way back in the 1600s, this was the case, and it was taken that seriously. But a lot of things changed once we got to the middle 1700s. And that was the period of enlightenment. And I don't want to – I think I'm going to take a moment here to, to, to re-encapsulate something we were going over last week with regards to the enlightenment. It may not have been last week. It may have been the week before. But this is why – Pastor Ted Weiland spends a little time each time trying to educate people about that period of the Enlightenment because the Enlightenment is not what people think. And I've never heard him say it the way we brought it out in fellowship a couple, three weeks ago, within the last two or three weeks. I had expressed showing you, and I've still got some 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 research opened up here that I could go back to if we have time tonight about the enlightenment actually is exactly what we have today, liberalism, and what is plaguing the entire world right now today is liberalism. 
by saying that, don't misunderstand that I think conservatism gets a pass. By no means. There's enough blame to go around. And we're coming to a point, and I believe, as I've said before in these fellowships, with you men are saying it and so forth, is that what we keep seeing is God is revealing more and more and more and more what is wrong with America. What is wrong, indeed, with us the world over? You know, the, this thought occurred to me. <clears throat> you have the Garden of Eden, which is the beginning. You have Adam and Eve in the garden. And you know and I know that it's a blessed place. Would you would you agree? Wouldn't you agree that that Ooh. garden is something special, isn't it? Uh-huh. Now, there was a group of people or person who must have been an observer and noticed this good thing that was going on called the garden. So let's call this this other entity an outsider he noticed or it noticed there's something good going on in there that i don't have and thus we have the origin of what exploitation don't we exploitation from a group of people that can't find their rear end with six hands but boy can they exploit you when you find it by the grace of God, through labor, through labor, they're professionals at recognizing tickets that they can ride till the subject's dead. Then they move on, don't they, to the next one. And this is a description of our modern-day medicine or our modern-day dentistry, or our modern-day lawyerisms, or our modern-day corporations. They're masters at exploiting people, innocent people. And when they're finished with them, what do they do with them? They crash them and burn them and throw them in the trash. And so... Uh, you're reading about the AMA. You could read about all these other organizations. They hide themselves well. They know how to come into a room unannounced. They know what words to tell somebody to build them up. And boy, do they know how to exploit. Thus, we must be aware and have our guards up. Rich, you had something you were going to say? Yeah, yeah, I I think the problem with the world is Satanism. They're worshiping their father, the devil. And he hates anything that's good or pure or powerful in the name of of our God. I think we're fighting Satanism, and that encompasses all the other ones. They're all members in good standing of the satanic problems. 
But you know, the thought occurred to me too. It seems like, you know, right now we've got the most, the hugest problems everywhere. And it seems like they've got it all down pat between the violence and the stealing and the killing of our people and the vaccinations and all this other stuff. It occurred to me that they don't have it all together and they're probably running worried because it's not working out exactly the way they had it all planned. And our God likes to throw monkey wrenches. And when you see a monkey wrench thrown into machinery, it just starts eating itself up, left, right, and sideways. The gears start squealing and breaking teeth off, and it loses its timing. And I think we have to look into what the monkey wrenches are that are working. Like uh, just last week or the week before, Black Lives Matter decided that they didn't like the vaccine thing because it was racist. And I'm saying, praise God, that's a monkey wrench. They never expected that to happen. These guys, so God can use what they think is bad for good and good for bad. So I think we need to encourage our God to start throwing more monkey wrenches and start reading your Psalms a little more often. Because I think that's the storehouse of monkey wrenches. And God sits in the heavens and he laughs. So I'm thinking that that's one thing we can do is start to exploit the problems that they're seeing and throw monkey wrenches and throw bigger monkey wrenches in them. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying because this is, uh, you know, this is what I'm saying about the medical profession that is standing up. It goes without saying uh, in in the legal profession and so forth. They're so bound by the dogma and the creed that they've been unable to see what has actually been happening, and they have helped to box their citizenry in. And um, one of the things that you may have noticed from all the talk over the last year about election fraud, are you hearing anything about attorneys and legal professions, very little. I I know there's some lawsuits filed and all the rest of this stuff, but what I'm asking is, are you hearing these legal professions saying what's happening in the judicial system, what's happening in our legal profession needs to be changed? We are all being taught to follow lock stock into this one systemology, if you will, to the detriment of anything else that even has any sense of sanity even. And just like this AMA, a key feature of the AMA has been to promote its type of medicine. And that its type of medicine was the only type which is effective. And I know that when I say that, holistic practitioners know exactly what I'm conveying. And right now, it's very easy to see this in practice today. Under the guise of treatment, the bureaucracies of the associations and their federal counterparts 
are dictating a nearly universal treatment protocol for this COVID-19, yet no practitioner and hospital is to deviate from it, but praise God, some have rejected those treatment protocols. Tens and thousands of others, however, in this and other nations have not yet. And it's resulting in tens of thousands of medical casualties, both in death and in adverse conditions. And this protocol, treatment with a drug that hasn't even been approved for the treatment of any disease. Remdesivir. It's shutting down the kidneys of patients, causing fluids to build not only into the abdominal cavities, but even the lungs. Pulmonary edema, it's called. Totally different from pneumonia in that pulmonary edema is water in the lungs. Pneumonia is like cauliflowers, spider webs throughout the lungs. Both of them do similarly the same, but... Did you did you read about India? Yes, I did read about India. There's millions in, of in, people, millions saved, spared through common sense approach. They are using ivermectin, and we can't not only get it, you can't get a hospital or a medical practitioner to prescribe or administer it to any of these people because it is not the hospital protocol. This should be the most concerning issue facing humanity right now. The fact that it appears society as a whole is willing to allow not just the age-old killing of babies in the womb, but large segments of humanity. So what? And I guess to those at the head of the operation, let's call it what it is, the head of the snake, and of course the pun is intended, they believe it's all for the greater good and therefore somehow acceptable. Did you read about San Salvador? Tell us. San Salvador, anybody that gets COVID gets a care package from the government at no charge. It's got ivermectin, D3, zinc, vitamin C, everything that you need. They don't not only give it to the patient, they give it to their family. They pass out these little packets with instructions and everything. They cut COVID down right to the nub. And so that's a country that loves their people. So as I say, I am gonna send this out and I pray that people will forward it on to people they know in the medical profession. But 
because it, it is time. It is time. And I'm going to share some other thoughts with you. You know, when you consider that cinchona bark, which is the source of quinine, that it's been used by Arabs as far back and probably farther as the 1500s. But today, we add hydrogen to the quinine molecule, and we provide hydroxychloroquine to make it very effective on parasites other than worms, such as viral bacterium. Yet the medical controllers won't allow it to be used and administered under the guise of protecting the health of the people worldwide. Over and over, again and again, civil administrators claim the mantle for society's well-being, and over and over, the church world has handed it to them, and they routinely ignore the biblical and moral ethical requirements. I've been thinking a lot about this lately from a biblical perspective. In Proverbs 14.2, we find that a man may see a way which seems right in the end leads to death. Just like this individual who got in a two-ton killing machine and thought it was right to inebriate himself or herself. We're praying that it does not lead to death. Psalms 119, we learn the sum of God's word is truth, and every one of his righteous laws endures forever. Turn with me quick to Romans chapter 1. I didn't have time to write these down. So I'm going to just turn there in my Bible with you. Romans chapter 1. Let's begin at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. The invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You medical practitioners, come out of these associations, and be you separate from them, and do the work of God. Continuing in verse 23, And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man. Like a snake on a staff. 
where you all congregate for your peer-to-peer reviews. You know, civil administrations are nothing but humans. They're individuals. Individuals are accountable to the creator. Corporations, associations, etc., they're not. And it's the world that creates them. The world to this day has not created a human being. We have human beings by birth, but we have never created one. But we have created persons called corporations, associations called persons, and on down the line. Yet we see routinely entire blocks or groups are confederated together against God. Humanity is bad enough as an individual. Throw into the mix that which is not an individual and are gods unto themselves, justifying in themselves the things which are against God. And the recipe for disaster has nothing left but to manifest itself. Psalms 83, verses 3 to 5, records, They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation. Let the name of Israel be no more in remembrance, for they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, I am not talking about the land, Israel, in the Middle East. For more on that, there's a seven or eight part series in the archives titled Israel, Judah, and Jew. I suggest, if you're unfamiliar, you familiarize yourself with the terms as quickly as possible. Continuing, Psalms 83, 3 to 5. Who, oh, I think I completed it. No more in remembrance, for they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. Who was this the psalmist David was speaking of? And you ask. Right there in verse 6, the tabernacles, meaning the habitants or tents, meaning the near residence, the tabernacles, the near residence of Edom, Ishmaelites, Moab, Hagarines, Gebal, Ammon, Amalek. Philistines with the inhabitants of Tyre at verse 8 Assur which means Assyria also is joined with them they have strengthened the children of Lot think of that the sons of Lot 
also have forgotten what Yahweh did to Sodom and Gomorrah on behalf of Lot at the insistence of Abraham's pleading that even if there be some, even ten righteous, that God would spare the city. And he did not find ten righteous. Continuing verses 9 to 18, perhaps on our own, But the destruction that is discussed was brought up at Endor. And I think of what's significant here is what we find in Judges chapter 6. And I know we've discussed this before. Turn over to Judges chapter 6. Drop down to verse 13 and 6. Now let's go to 12. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if Yahweh be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles? which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not Yahweh bring us up from Egypt, but now Yahweh has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites? 14. And the Lord looked on him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of Midianites. Am not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. I don't know if you caught that. I am the least. My family is poor in Manasseh. And I had not recognize that before. But as several weeks ago, I was talking with you about how I'm coming to a conclusion that it is Manasseh, who is America, and Ephraim, who is England. I look at what's happening right now in America, and I think of this very scenario, Manasseh. If it isn't evident to anybody out there that Manasseh, America, is being diminished and is least right now in the world manipulation, you're just not paying attention. And Ephraim, England, not very far behind. The only thing enough said on that. But I see America most likely to be used of God because of his spirit in her in America. To strike these enemies of God, in spite of her sins, 
he, America, is most like God's spirit of love, mercy, tolerance, graciousness. But all of this just about stretched to a bursting point as in the days of Gideon, where Gideon is threshing wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites who are just coming in to ravish anything that Manasseh Gideon does for he and his families. Israel and America and England and her isles of habitation, they're being pressed on all sides. Even the children of the East are like grasshoppers, just as, as Judges 7.12 conveys. I see Ephraim England coming into the battle against these evildoers and even raising a similar complaint that they raised against Manasseh, Gideon, in Judges 8.1-3. to Because I think it's going to be America that's going to strike out against these doers of iniquity. And Ephraim's not necessarily going to be summoned to the battle initially, but just as he did in Judges 6.22, when Gideon did Might have been seven, seven twenty-four, and Gideon sent messengers then throughout Mount Ephraim. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. But what I see in this is the lesson which the victory is predicated upon. Turn to Judges chapter eight, verse twenty-two. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Maybe this is just hopeful. But I see, just as Rich said, many, many things happening. And so my plea now is to these healthcare providers, just as I've done with these professionals before, with the whole tax issues and so forth. If you are truly professionals, you should be able to take that code apart, one side up, so on side back down the other, and determine whether or not 96% of the American population was required under the law. You should have had no trouble conveying that. But because you were being taught to follow the dogma, to follow the creed, to follow the doctrine, as you were taught in your legal professional schools, 
same thing with the medical profession, tearing down the veil. When you think about Gideon, well, I'm getting ahead of myself because we haven't discussed that. They're coming into the battle against these evildoers because the cause is righteous. And in this lesson, which the victory is predicated, as I said, in Judges 8, 22, and 3, we are not looking to be ruled over by the next ruler. Those of us who are in Christ are looking to be ruled by Christ in his dominion, which is this creation. What we sought and came here to do in the 1600s has been thwarted. And we've got this mess that we're in now. Instead of following the creed that Patrick Henry had, which was no king, but king Jesus. So will Israel, Manasseh, America return to serving Yahweh that he might again Grant her 400 years of quietness? I pray that that would be the case. And that brings me right back to the control which manifests out of these trade associations, and not just these, but every appendage of these, which manifests out of the civil administrator. National Institution of Health, AMA, WHO, CDC, FBI, NSA, CIA, DHS, HHS. Can we not see what God is revealing to us? We have people in the FBI knowledgeable of a coup against the American people to make them out to be insurrectionists because they dared descend on a capital to tell these leaders what you are doing is destroying our country. All of these ad nauseating agencies are the consensus instruments which are used to control and oppress the spirit of God in man, which is liberty under restraint of God's divine morality. The world is finding it necessary to reject the consensus of the AMA the WHO, the CDC, the National Institutes of Health, and all their wisdom counter-agencies worldwide to do what is right and medically ethical. We are taught not to follow a multitude to do evil. 1 Corinthians 5, 
9 and 11, Proverbs 1, 15, and 4, 14, Exodus 23, 2, Psalms 1, 1, which we discussed last week. Yet it appears in spite of this biblical instruction, the vast majority, Christian or not, will do just that. Follow a multitude to do evil. Over and over again by obeying ungodly decrees, orders, and commands of men. You know, it's probably unfair to point fingers at the medical profession and shake our heads in bewilderment at their seemingly callous disregard for human life. After all, they've been taught not by God, but by their associations and their peer-to-peer consensus, which some are beginning to realize is absolutely wrong and indeed sentencing millions to death. And life with severe complications. These associations have taught their students and professionals what the surveys reflect, that 75% of pre-clinical med students believe there are no absolute moral standards. medical establishment has taught its profession to rely on some other peer-reviewed human authority without regard to the motive of the peer or peers. The appearance of technical or medical expertise doesn't automatically translate unequivocally to anything resembling moral integrity, much less even in the patient's interest. Again, we're taught all a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Proverbs 16.2. The medical professional has not considered fully the consequences of their associations leading to the flawed top-down control. As a result, reason too fails, as it is often premised on flawed assumptions or impure motives behind the reason. Conscience is desensitized by reason and science, which again can be wrong, perverted, and prejudicial to a patient's interest. At John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus instructs, If you love me, 
keep my commandments. To be Christ-like is to imitate him. Romans 8, 29. Thou shalt do no murder does not mean you can hide behind your medical indoctrination. Or your association and your peer-to-peer. Now, I know some of you are not going to like hearing this because it's cutting to the quick. And, of course, no man likes to be chastised. It doesn't feel good. But it produces fruit for those who will be exercised by it, being trained by it. The medical profession... How about love thy neighbor as thyself? Medical profession. Because I say this, don't anybody misunderstand me. I know there are people who love what they do and do indeed love their neighbor as themselves. And we saw a lot of those people come forward in the beginning of this telling us there's people dying. And sickened to their core. They weren't their mothers. They weren't their fathers in these nursing homes. But they cared for them as fathers and mothers. And other places where we saw these initial things occurring and happening. But the medical profession, by their associations having effect, suppressed the spirit of God's command, which is his law. And in other instances, they dispensed with his command by disobedience to their own ethical teachings. As I say, I can hear the professionals now reviling my words, wanting to shut it off. And again, I say, there are dozens of these professionals who have come forward and they are speaking out. I am not speaking to them other than I will say to them that I am saying in this message, come out of her, my people. Get out of these associations. Turn these associations upside down. Look at their histories. They're an affront to humanity. Many of them have spent years, decades at the feet of this serpent, knowing nothing of its founding and its leaders which have left their profession in tatters of, de- of believability today. And I dare say not just at the feet of this serpent, but literally worshiping at the feet of this serpent. In 1907, the AMA commissioned a survey of medical schools. 
And the survey report included a reduction in the number of medical schools would be needed to reduce, to be reduced, and after World War One, that figure dropped to 50, from 650 before World War One. Graduates were reduced from 7,500 to just 2,500. Why do you suppose that happened? Do you suppose that happened so that we would be here today? Getting all of our professional medical expertise and guidance that it is today? Is that why we needed to reduce from 650 medical schools to 50? and reduce the graduates from 7,500 to 2,500? No, that is not why. The reason was the medical monopoly was now underway in America. Withholding information on hundreds of natural homeopathic remedies and other scientific therapies was and still remains a tool of control to steal intellectual property, subvert it, and finally to profit from it before their rightful inventors or discoverers, or that they co-opted the work to be able to assert a dual claim over the findings. 50 years before AIDS became a recognized disease in the 1980s, the class of infectious, infections, I should say, which was called AIDS, had long been recognized by biologists, veterinarians, and physicians throughout the 1930s. In fact, the WHO Bulletin, Volume 47, page 251, from 1972, records this statement. Listen, professionals, quote, an attempt should be made to see if viruses can, in fact, exert selective effects on human immune function. The possibility should be looked into that the immune response to the virus itself may be impaired if the infecting virus damages, more or less selectively, the cell responding to the virus. End quote. Exactly the circumstance we're under today with both MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, and SARS. COVID-2 and 19. Anybody listening to Judy Mikovits has already heard that in essence being stated. And the CDC publicly provided years of disinformation about AIDS. Doctors publicly ridiculed Surgeon General C. Everett Koop as spreading disinformation. Dr. Peter Duisberg, in 1987, 
published in Cancer Research Publication, his findings that the decade-long false information campaign that HIV caused AIDS could not possibly meet the disease-causing criteria threshold. But the NIH was busy doling out hundreds of millions to those who accepted the false claim to the exclusion of all others. When Reagan formed a commission, it was devised to be done in secret so these financial alliances could not exert the influence to silence the critics. However, what resulted instead was hundreds of millions of dollars continuing to flow to pursue the untenable claim that HIV virus causes AIDS. No funds are awarded to any to challenge claims. As a result of Duisburg's challenges to the government scientists, Gallo's HIV claim, and no refutation could be provided. Instead, they issued Duisburg a reprimand and admonished him for his confusing of the public and the confusing of the sick and suffering. You see, the question of that day, of course, was what causes AIDS? The same question we have about SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Perhaps Carlton Gadjewski, the National Institute of Health Director at that time for Fort Detrick, actually had an answer. In the facility, I have a building where more loyal communist scientists from the USSR and mainland China work with full pass keys to all the laboratories than there are Americans. Even the Army's Infectious Disease Unit is loaded with foreign workers, not always friendly nationals." There is tons more of this, from syphilis to tuberculosis, viruses to cancer. As Paul told the Hebrews, time will fail me if I were to enumerate all of the wicked deeds of these supposed virtuous institutions, their idols, their bales of the medical profession, complete with their groves, their trees and park-like settings where all these citadels of wickedness are perched. I know there's a bunch that would say, you smug SOB. I'm telling you, I'm warning you because I am to warn the wicked. If you're in and amongst the wicked, 
You need to get out of these associations. You need to tear them down. And I believe that God is working in the spirit of America here to do just that. I'm telling you, you can watch your Newsmax and your alternative OANs and the rest of them, and you're going to find they parrot the same lines as you found in all the other media establishments. The only thing they do is they're just upset with the way things are going, and we've been upset for a long time, believe you me. But when you find that the answer is another investigation, another commission, and more of this. I was listening on the radio today about this guy that's been, I guess, arrested militarily and is being held now. He spoke out. I remember a video came across my desk, and he was willing to give up his pension and everything, but he knows things. He said, I never saw any more videos. Supposedly, they're out there, but anyhow, he spoke out. He was told to shut up. He didn't, and so now he's been jailed. The family's upset. The parents are beside themselves, 17-year career and so forth. And I simply said, I called out, and nobody in the car knew what in the world I was talking about because when I'm listening, I'm thinking, and when I'm thinking, something might come out, and it came out. And I said, well, then take a platoon of Marines and go in there and extricate the man from the situation. Because this is where we're at. These entities and these agencies do not serve God. They serve their own interests and their own bellies. And this is how they have amassed the wealth to use against you to do just as we read in Psalms 83, to take you out. People in India, as Rich said in El Salvador, people in other parts of the country are no longer listening to these revered institutions, and they are actually doing more to follow moral, ethical, godly standards than we are seeing in this medical profession here today. Enough is enough already. It's been a year, and the vast majority of people in this country are not being helped. You have got to rise up against those institutions and turn them out for what they are. Look into their history. You will find out Fishbine, who was in there for 30 years in the AMA, did nothing but pad his pockets, give money to those who he selectively chose. And once again, whom do we find at the head of all this? Once again, those we refer to and call Jews. You can call me an anti-Semite. As I said here in this audio, I am a Shemite. How can I be anti-Shemite when I am a Shemite? 
I am an Israelite. I am a biblical Israelite. You can follow who I am and my progeny and the people of my predecessors. You can follow us from the Bible right on to our heraldry that we use over all the nations. You can look at all the things God promised would be done through those people, and you will find that we have controlled the gates and the ports of the enemies. And now we've given them up and given them back to these people that were our enemies because we've been taught and told by the enlightened that we all serve one God. It matters not the religion that you are. No, it doesn't. It only matters whether or not you are following the Creator's will. And He laid down His life for His people. They might know and understand and believe once and for all that He is the Creator. He is that God of Jacob Israel who made those promises to Abraham. I believe the Gideon story is showing us the lesson. The first thing Gideon was instructed to do that night after the angel of Yahweh, which scripture conveys, was God. 6, 22 and 3 of Judges. Exodus 33 and 20. What he was told was to throw down the altar. And what is an altar? It's a place of worship. These universities, these institutions and associations have become places of worship. And he told Gideon, make a burnt offering the God of Jacob Israel, of the wood of the groves, which he was also told to cut down. See, this makes the worshipers angry. And, and essentially, Gideon scared the P-Wadens out of them with trumpets and torches in the middle of the night. We get so caught up in the story that we forget the lesson. And if we haven't been told and shown all of the bales, the places of worship, we revere the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You hear them saying it. You know, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is the premier you know, law enforcement agency in all the world. And again, it's not always, or not usually, the rank and file. It's those leaders that get into those positions so as to use those agencies for their nefarious ends. That is abundantly evident, abundantly clear. 
God tore down these bales. Every time these associations are engaged in, they do more damage to the rank and file citizen. They do good. I don't know whether it will make any sense to anybody out there to take the time to listen to it or not. I guess I'll close in prayer. Oh, most merciful Heavenly Father, I know many a Christian has read that story in Gideon and had their hearts stirred and said, God, use me as you did Gideon. I know that from a childhood, wanted that. Father, make us all Gideons. I know these lessons are there, but we will implement them on our own without your assistance any longer. Let go of the child of the hand. Give them all power and authority. Your name. Father, when we do, they strike us imprison us, not afraid of those things, any of us, in fact, endured it. Our prayer, Father, that you will use each and every one of us, guide, direct, fire, motivate, move. Whatever method is necessary that we carry out your will in the kingdom. Your name be glorified. We long for the day. Raise your name on high once again and say we did it for you. Be able to come before you and proud. 
did what we were commanded to do. Father, I pray that these medical professionals around the country and around the world come out of these organizations and tear them down, become more independent groups, and work together. looking at the science properly. Lord God, the money's got to come out of it. Because all the billions and billions of dollars that have been poured into this, as Eustace Mullen says, he has proof, and he does, that we have become sicker. You've told us in your word that we will will bring the plagues of Egypt upon us if we will not abide in your will. You know that we are most unworthy and that our sins are piled up to heaven. We ask for your forgiveness. Pray for your grace and tender mercy. Again, we thank you for knowing the needs of this young girl, that lady of the Friedrich family that is hit an accident, need of serious prayer, serious intervention. Thank you for hearing our prayer earlier in the hour, and we thank you, Father, for knowing the needs. with her. Father, I left James up to you, Brother James. I don't know what's happened. I've called several times in the last few weeks. All his sons within the last week. Nobody's responding. I've offended. I don't know what. That's the case. Tell me. Not that lung is an issue with the blood. Or I know that he's a fighter. That somebody can reach out. Father, you know I've been praying to be in your constant care. Father, I pray for that. I pray for your people all over the world. Love you. Or Father, magnify your name. dark days of evil and wickedness. Okay. Always in glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thank you. Right, let me keep it. I know it's getting late. And Rich. I don't. Good night.